0: Hey, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities, and we're going to go ahead and continue with our lessons today in Christ. And I would like to just uh, look at the next set of verses where we find the two terms in Christ together, and basically they are Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. We have another uh, verse in Still in chapter 8, verse 39, but that's towards the end. <clears throat> but today I want us to look at verses 1 and 2. And just real quick, uh, I'd like to look at the two verses from our previous class, because it was also in Romans. It was, of course, Romans chapter 6, verses 11 and uh, verses 23 of Romans chapter 6. So let me go ahead and read <clears throat> read those real quick. Likewise, this is Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then uh, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So mainly looking at verse uh, 11, Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ. And the thing is, you you can ask, well, how can we be dead to sin and alive to God? Well, it's not, the matter is not how, the issue is not how we can be. Uh, The fact of the matter is that we are and based upon that reality that we are, we ought to then reckon as well. In this sense, <clears throat> I've shared it several ways. This, this, I've shared this several ways. Excuse me. I've shared this several times this way. That's it. That the Holy Spirit, before one is born again, is continually preparing the ground of the heart for the ability by the Spirit to receive Christ, for the heart to respond to the voice of the living one, Christ himself, and receive him. All right. At that very moment, our soul, because Christ is present in the soul, at that very moment, our soul is also brought unto Christ himself. <clears throat> and The testimony of this, of course, is uh, with the children of Israel in the wilderness, and the Lord telling Moses to tell the children of Israel, you saw what I did to the Egyptians, and how I brought you on eagles' wings unto myself. And this, of course, is after the fact that they had entered in through the door, that they had eaten the lamb, and the lamb was now on the inside. You see, they received the word of God, they received the one that God offered as their salvation, as their deliverance, as their everything, brothers and sisters, they received him into themselves. So right here. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ. And this is reality once again. And the Holy Spirit, based upon, well, upon the purpose of God, the desire, the will of God, the mind of God, and the truth, the reality of God, for the one who is now born again, the Spirit of God continues to work, preparing the ground of the heart, so that now the heart, which is, I would say, the the throne of the land, uh, I've heard it said the seat of motivation and everything else, well, So that now the heart may come in knowledge by the work of the Spirit, the heart may come in knowledge by the work of the Spirit unto where the soul has already been brought in reality at the moment of new birth. First reality, then the knowledge of reality, brothers and sisters, right here this reckon this right here this reckon is based upon reality this reckon this reckon isn't isn't a well i hope so or i believe i i hope and i'm believing that's kind of like saying i'm hope i hope and i'm believing to win the lottery well first of all i personally don't play the lottery so if i say that i'm hoping and i'm I'm believing to win the lottery. That's a totally vain hope. And in fact, there's only one sure hope, my brothers and sisters. And that hope has has as its expectation Christ, the Son of the living God. That is the one sure hope that is offered to all humanity. Okay, so... Once again, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And also, the reason we can reckon this so is because that we can reckon the truth so, that we can, I'll say it this way, that we can agree with the truth, agree with the Lord, walk now, walk in the truth, walk in the light, walk in agreement with the Lord, is because when the children of Israel were in Egypt, in bondage, when the Lamb was provided, with the death of the Lamb came the death of all that condition, of all that state of bondage, sin, and death the powers of Egypt, the powers of Pharaoh. We we covered this our last class. Triumphed over them, made a uh, spectacle of them publicly, triumphing over them in the cross. And the confession, of course, of the whole entire land of Egypt is we be dead. Therefore, we thus judge. If one died for all, then all were made to be dead. Okay? <clears throat> so, that is how we can reckon the truth. That is how we can at least be in agreement with God, with what, with what God hath said and what Christ hath done. And now, just uh, before we read these uh, these next verses in Romans chapter 8, I would like to just read once again John chapter 14, verse 20. <clears throat> this, of course, is Jesus speaking, and we find the word in, Strong's number seventeen twenty two one two three four 1722, one, two, three, four times in this verse. In that day you will know, and that's the key, that I am in my Father, reality, and you are in me, reality, for the one who's born again, and I in you, reality, for the one who's born again. And so, there's this, and I touched on it just a little bit, our last uh, lesson. All who are born, all humanity that is born, is born in Adam. That's just a given. Any person that you can see with their natural eye, they they have been born in Adam. The first man, Adam. Now... There, there is no escape because their condition is based upon their birth. Born in the flesh, flesh. There is no escape. You, you cannot escape that. You cannot, listen, change that. I, uh, just speaking of myself, I am, I am born an American of the United States, I cannot change that. I can move to another country, but I cannot change, listen, my birthplace. Oh, yes, I can gain citizenship in another country, but I cannot change my birthplace. The birth determines the condition and state, all right? All humanity born in Adam and we who are born again I'll get to that in just a second we who are born again we were past tense born in Adam the first man of the earth earthy the first man if you're born again you were born in Adam first brothers and sisters that's just the way it is uh, the first man Adam of the earth earthy now of course by the grace and mercy of God and the work of the Holy Spirit, we responded to the voice of the living one and received the one whom God offered unto our soul. We received him so much so that we received the son of the living God. In him, we have received everything that God prepared and created the soul for. Okay? And so... Now, we have been born again. Listen, born anew, born in Christ. Look at the words in John chapter 3. born With the word born again, born from above, born from the beginning. I am the beginning and the end. Before Adam was created, I am. the one who is born again, by birth of the Spirit, born of the flesh is flesh, born of the Spirit is Spirit, by birth of the Spirit, God Almighty Himself is in a condition, the soul is in the condition, in the state of life. Already, already. Remember, as I stated just earlier, The children of Israel had experienced deliverance from death, sin, grave, everything among the dead by entering in through the door, partaking of the Lamb, believing in the one whom God offered, receiving the one whom God offered, receiving that one, taking that one unto themselves, the blood walking in through the door, going through baptism in the Red Sea, And coming out, listen, in resurrection, in newness of life. Remember what I did. You saw what I did to the Egyptians. And how that I bore you on eagles' wings unto myself. In testimony, they were in resurrection. But they did not see it with their natural eyes. They did not comprehend it with their natural mind. And yet God was giving them time and time again testimonies, signs, wonders, miracles, all of which testified of this reality that they had come to in Christ. Christ was present in the midst, brothers and sisters. Uh, Stephen said it the rock that followed him followed them that rock the church in the wilderness was christ christ himself god went to lengths great at great lengths just to show this testimony that the son the king the living king that he himself was present in their midst Let them build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. We all know with the tabernacle, brothers and sisters, Israel encamped around the tabernacle. The tabernacle was in the center, you could say, on the inside. And all Israel around it. A whole body around it. And so, for everyone... For all humanity they're they they are either now in Adam or in Christ, one or the other there's no mixture with the Lord there's no mixture you cannot be in Adam and be in Christ at the same time, brothers and sisters that is impossible impossible remember uh I think it was during this class uh, if not it was definitely during a podcast but if I think it was during this class, of one of our earlier classes, where I, I touched on the pickle. A cucumber going through baptism to become a pickle. Once the cucumber is a pickle, it cannot revert back to becoming a cucumber. It's impossible. Now, a cucumber can become a pickle, but a pickle, a cu- cucumber that has been pickled, it is impossible for it to go back to the condition of a cucumber. It has been changed forever, a permanent change Here's another verse while we're <clears throat> while we're on that. I was looking at some notes and I came across this verse, and I thought it was a very good verse. <clears throat> this is Ecclesiastes, and of course, uh Ecclesiastes is written by the wisest man on earth, King Solomon. And this is what he says: I said in my heart, nope, that's not it. <laughs> verse. <laughs> I've got the wrong verse, but it's still in the, in the book of Ecclesiastes. This is Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 14. This is what he says, "I know this is what I know. not I think, not I believe." Let's look at that. Yes, I know K-N-O-W knowledge. I know. I don't believe this. I don't think this. I don't hope this. I know this. This is reality. This is the truth. That whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it. That men should fear before him. Once the soul, brothers and sisters, is born again, brought to the state and condition of life, who is Christ Himself, we cannot add to that, listen, perfect state, nor can we take from it. Christ, the Messiah, is full and complete in Himself. Think of El Shaddai. Almighty, all-powerful, all-able, all-capable, all-sufficient, self-sufficient, all-abundant, fully-abundant, Lord. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does that men should fear before him. Can you or I undo what should I hath done? The correct answer, brothers and sisters, is no. Not even. So the soul is either in Adam, or if you're born again, the soul is now in Christ based upon what the Lord hath done. All right. So now, the issue... What is the issue John chapter 14, verse 20. At that day, you will know that I am, re- I am in my Father. You and me, and I in you. First reality, then the knowledge of reality. Now, the issue for one not born again is to receive Christ the Son. Look at our picture of the children of Israel in Egypt, or just everybody in Egypt. The issue is to receive Christ the Son. You don't receive Him? No life. Those among the dead, in the tombs, you don't receive Him? No life. That's the issue for one who's not born again. Now, the issue for one who is born again is to know the one whom we have received brothers and sisters that is it to know the very one whom we have received that's it that's it all the things that uh, we as born-again believers call issues or struggles or gosh what are the other words anything they we call them that and we look at that because listen ultimately here's here is the true issue Christ is not in view when Christ brothers and sisters the Son is not in view then man is in view A fallen creation is in view. A corruptible seed is in view. It's it's always one or one or the other, one or the other. Jesus said this. Let's look. At, let's go ahead and just look at it. It's in uh, Matthew, in Matthew, Matthew chapter six, verse twenty four. <clears throat> listen to what the Lord says. Just, I'm looking at the preceding ver- the, the verses before that. Gosh, it's just... Starting with verse 19 of Matthew chapter 6, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is There, your heart will be also. Whatever you consider as valuable, as true value, true riches, he says, there, your heart will be also. That is for one who is not born again, as it is for one who is born again. Our heart, listen, brothers and sisters, our heart does not determine reality. Our heart does not determine the truth. Our knowledge, our present state, our currently, whatever our heart is submitted unto, whether it be the truth or ignorance, does not determine the truth. Okay? Does not determine reality. But if our hearts are not submitted unto the truth, brothers and sisters, then we are not in the enjoyment of the one who is present. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if therefore your eye is good, the whole body will be full of light. How is the eye good? when it beholds the only one to behold. Therefore, the whole body is full of light. That means the whole body has the testimony of the one who is good. That's it. That's our light. Let your light shine, brothers and sisters. That light that shines is the testimony of Jesus Christ. But if your eye is bad, that means if you are looking not at the true light of the world, not at the one in the midst, then your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Because there's only one light, my brothers and sisters, whose name is Jesus Christ. All right, so now verse 24 that I wanted to look at. No one, this is Jesus, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. But he states that at the very beginning, no one can serve two masters. You cannot have two heads, one or the other. Now, brothers and sisters, we know this. Before we were born again, Pharaoh, the devil, Satan called Adam, The Adamic man, that was our Lord, that was our master, that was our head. And based upon that mind, the body was governed. But, for us who are born again, everything has changed. We have a new head, we have a new Lord, We have a new master, a new king, a new husband who is Christ, the Son of God, who is the life of his body. He is the one who is present in the midst. The kingdom of God rules and reigns in the soul of the believer. Now, since the moment of new birth, The question is, what is our heart submitted unto? Is it submitted? I mean, you've got to look at the testimony. Is our heart submitted unto ignorance of what was? Or is our heart submitted unto the truth of who is present? Remember, the children of Israel in the wilderness, in testimony they were in, in Resurrection above eagle's wings unto myself. while their natural bodies were found in the wilderness, they were governed by their natural sight and but by, by how they understood with their natural mind. Of course, there were those who were not, Moses, Jacob, uh, excuse me Moses, um, Joshua, Caleb, Phineas, and others. were governed by the eye of faith who had a good eye and therefore their body was full of light but that didn't change whether whether there were those who knew the truth who saw the truth or whether those there were those who did not know the truth and did not see the truth it did not change the truth it did not change The reality that Pharaoh was not present, but the true king was now present, ruling and reigning. The power of Egypt and Pharaoh was broken. Pharaoh does not come over. Pharaoh does not go through the Red Sea. Pharaoh does not come out of the grave, brothers and sisters. He doesn't. So likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because this Christ Jesus, our Lord, is our life. Christ is dead unto sin, and he is alive unto God forevermore. This very one who is the resurrection is the life of the believer. The issue is we believe we have some other life, and that's the problem. Remember, brothers and sisters, you are either in Adam or you are in Christ. And there are those who say, oh, well, that's a theological uh, position. We're there positionally. Well, let me ask you this. If we are in Christ positionally, is your salvation positionally? Because if your salvation is positionally, then my brother or sister, you have no salvation at all. You have no life at all. You have no forgiveness at all. So much more in a position, my brothers and sisters, so much more. A person who brings with himself a condition and a a new condition and a new state for our soul. I mean, when the children of Israel were captives in Egypt, captives and in bondage to Pharaoh, you could have gone and said to them, well, that's where you are positionally. (laughs) <laughs> they would have slapped you in the face a couple of times and says, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I can't do anything to escape this. This isn't a position that I think or don't think I'm in. I mean, this is not a philosophy here. I'm stuck in this place. and There's nothing I can do to free myself. Gosh, they, they knew. They cry out to the Lord for deliverance because they knew Of course when the Lord did deliver them they knew not the deliverance that he had wrought that he brought to them that he worked no Jesus Christ the Lord the Messiah is greater than a position he is a person and with him he brings everything that God created the soul to receive and nothing less. Once the soul has received Him, in receiving Him, listen, nothing else will be added, and nothing can be taken from. Ecclesiastes, we read it, chapter 3, verse 14. So now, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore Based upon everything in Romans chapter 7, everything in Romans chapter 6, probably everything in Romans chapter 5. I'm not sure what therefore this is referring to, but it's everything previously, or something previously. Therefore, there is therefore now. Let me just look at that. So it's it, it's keyed up to a Strong's number, and uh, and it's also in in the critical text, the Nestle Elon Greek New Testament 28th Edition. Now, in Spanish, ahora, presently, noon. In the Greek. There is therefore now. For those who are born again, brothers and sisters, if you're not born again, this does not apply to you. But if you are born again, this applies to you. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The King James and the New King James and probably some other translations go on to say, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And in the more critical texts, uh, it's just not there. So I'm going to leave it out. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, period. No condemnation. That's the truth that's reality not a positional not a hopeful not a wishful no this is fact of the matter all right remember <clears throat> why is there no condemnation for those who are in for those who are in Christ Jesus because Those who are in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus is in the soul. There is an order. You could not be in Christ except Christ be in you first. Remember, they received God's word. They believed God, received his word, received his lamb, slew the lamb, put the blood on the doorpost and lintel, went in through the door, partook of the lamb. They ate the lamb. The lamb was now on the inside. And the confession. I mean, judgment and death came upon an entire creation, an entire state and condition that the soul was under. Yes, it did. Remember the confession, once again, of... The entirety of Egypt, the abode of the dead, dead, we be dead. Where was that verse? You can look it up. Exodus chapter 12, verse 3. We be dead. When one died, therefore all died in him. What is dead must now be buried out of sight. And only one life comes forth out of the grave. And the day came when the dead, those who were in their graves, heard the voice of the Lord and by the work of the Holy Spirit responded to the voice. They lived. Came forth in resurrection. Christ first, brothers and sisters. He must first be in the soul. Now, when he is in the soul, then our soul automatically is found in Christ. God, unchangeable, nothing to be added, nothing that can be taken from, nothing that can be added to this work of God, nothing that can be taken from this work of God. Full and complete in a person. Therefore, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because the life, the existence, the condition that could and should have been condemned, that could be condemned, that was condemned to death. Brothers and sisters, that came to death. Yes, the sentence was brought to its fullest extent. Judgment came upon all. Judgment unto death. Think think of Noah and the flood, the ark. Judgment came upon all. It rained on the ark just as much as it rained on an entire creation. God judged and brought to death all. The difference, of course, is the one whose life was uncondemned, the one whose life was found as righteous in the eyes of the Lord, the one who found grace in the eyes of the Lord, this one could not be condemned. The waters came down, judgment and death. The waters, everything that is brought to death now must be buried, continues to rain, and everything that's dead is buried, and the ark rises above the earth. Resurrection. Resurrection. The life, I don't even want to say the life because before we were born again, brothers, we had no life. The soul under the bondage and condition of death, sin and death, the sentence was executed. And that state, that condition was brought to death. To release it from that state and that condition, that that it might receive. Remember? You have to receive, you have to believe what God hath provided, the only salvation God hath provided. You have to believe God's word and receive the very one whom God hath sent, his only begotten Son, the Lamb of God. So much so that you receive him, take him. And he is now on the inside. He ate the lamb. Not only that, whether you believe it or not, the soul is now in resurrection. Regardless of where the natural body is found on the earth. Our life, my brothers and sisters, is not found on the earth. Our life is found above. He is risen. Remember what the angels, two, two angels testifying in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the testimony is established, what they told the women at the tomb. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. Why do you try to find your life among the dead? He's not here. He is Arisen. our life is a risen life my brothers and sisters and once again the Holy Spirit is continually preparing the ground of our heart that our heart would now come in knowledge unto where our soul has already been brought in reality the moment of new birth there is now, there is therefore now no condemnation because our life, who Christ is, cannot be condemned. No. He sat down at the, at the right hand of the power, the right hand of the Father. He is not condemned, nor can He be. This one is our life if you are born again. And no, this is no license to sin. No, brothers and sisters, don't misunderstand me. If our hearts are not directed unto Christ, then we're going to believe whatever we want to believe. But we won't believe the truth. When our hearts, by the work of the Holy Spirit, are directed unto Christ, and we are beholding everything there is to behold of God in the person of Jesus Christ, who is the Messiah... then we will confess automatically like all the rest. It is not I. It is not I who live. It is not I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. It all revolves around the Son of the living God, brothers and sisters. It doesn't revolve around anything else. The issue for the one, once again, the one who is not born again, the issue is to receive Christ the Son. The issue for the one who is born again is to know the one we have received. That's it. That's it. There is no other issue. And I can, you can, I mean, if you say, well, yes, there is this issue right here, well, let me ask you this where do you find that issue? I mean, truthfully and honestly, let, let's, let's consider what we what what, what what we're thinking. Where do we find that issue? Is that issue actually found in Christ, brothers and sisters? Or is that issue found below on the earth? Where unto what object is our heart submitted? Unto what creation is our heart submitted? Unto what Master is our heart submitted, the one who is truly present in the midst, or the one we think is present in the midst. The the next verse was Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, I've read several different commentators concerning this, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ versus the law of uh, sin and death. And see, here's here's, uh, they they used this example several times. They said uh, basically it's like gravity, which I I was going to use an example of gravity as well. But they said basically it's like gravity, and so long like they they said that everything, uh, Newton's law of gravity, everything on the earth is bound by this law. I mean, you can example example this this is I mean not even like believing trying not trying not believing. Uh, just the example, this is my red pen, all right? Now, if I drop this red pen, uh, one of three things, well, who knows? Maybe there's more than three things that could possibly happen, the, the results. Uh, if I drop it, maybe it won't do anything. Maybe it'll just stay suspended in midair. Uh, if, or, excuse me, let me say this, if I let go. Let me not use the word drop, but if I let go. Or maybe it'll float. Uh, or maybe it'll shoot to the left or shoot to the Right. Or maybe it'll fall to my dent, you know, my pulpit right here. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll explode. I don't know. Do, do you see what I mean? But based upon New, Newton's law of uh, gravity, what'll happen is when I let go of my pen, it's going to fall down. And that happens anywhere on this natural Earth, no matter where I am, at what time. Or at what altitude I'm there. It falls. I did I didn't have to make it fall. I didn't have to do that. I mean, it fell by itself. All I did was just let it go. It fell by itself. I didn't you will fall when I let you go. No, there was nothing there was nothing like that. Okay? And so they the commentators mentioned this. Newton's law of gravity. And they said, but but we are like birds who have wings. And though there's this law of sin and death going on, we have wings where we can overcome that law and rise above. Well, okay, maybe. Uh, But my example was this. My example was more like you are shot into space, into another galaxy where there is no law of gravity whatsoever. I mean, gravity is not even present and so if you think about it, like all the, uh, in our current techno- technological age, where we've gone to the moon, flown into space, and rocket ships and stuff, so they let go, you let go of this pen, and what happens is it depends on how just kind of stays suspended, because there's no gravity to pull it down. Effortless. Effortless. And see, that's the thing. With the example of the bird, you're producing effort brothers and sisters you're either in Christ or in Adam if you are not born again then you are in Adam you are stuck there is nothing you can do you can flap your arms as much as you can but you are not escaping the condition and state of sin and death you can do whatever you want you can pray as many <laughs> many prayers as you want to pray you're not getting out of that state or condition you're stuck not by man's ability with, with man, it is impossible. Who then can be saved? No man. With man, it's completely, entirely, and utterly impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And if you are born again, my brothers and sisters, you have to produce no effort whatsoever. The Lord has already brought your soul in reality unto his very present presence, excuse me, his very presence before his face. How I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. What is left? What is now the issue for the one who is born again since the condition has already come in the person of Christ? What is now the issue? To know the one whom we have received the very one whom we have been brought unto at the moment of new birth. No effort. I I love that example of of going and shooting out into into outer space, you know, into another galaxy where gravity is is not even present. Gravity, what is gravity? It's not even in their definition. You know. By the ability and power of another not of our making, not of our conniving, not of our figuring out, not of our doctrine or our message, no. But by the ability and power of another, even El Shaddai. For with God, all things are possible. The one who is born again is in Christ above in a new creation in the land of the living remember one of two states one of two conditions you are either in Adam or you are in Christ you cannot serve two masters you cannot have two heads that's just not normal (laughs) impossible there is no mixture with God For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For the born-again believer, I said that the issue for the one who is born again is to know the one we have received. And in knowing the one we have received, we are also knowing the one we have been brought unto. Did you hear the way I said that? The one we have been brought unto by the ability and power of another. And the thing is always, I mean, when the heart, believe me or don't believe me, but when the heart is directed unto Christ, my brothers and sisters, then to whatever degree you experience the truth. To whatever degree you walk in the truth. To whatever degree you walk in the light as he is in the light. To whatever degree your heart is submitted unto the true master, unto the true lord, unto the true king who is present. To whatever degree your heart is submitted unto Christ. at that moment my brothers and sisters you literally take no thought of yourself and what i mean by that of yourself is this right here of yourself of what you consider your self the me the i yes but i no 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 not i but christ i'll give you an example Peter, well, the disciples in the boat, Peter was there, Peter was one of them, Uh, there's a storm, they see Jesus walking on the water, on the waves, at first they think it's a ghost, Jesus says, no, it's I, don't, don't, be not fearful, it is I. And so Peter says, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come to you. Let's look at that. I want to go ahead and read it, because it's, uh, Such a good passage. It's Matthew chapter fourteen, verse starting with verse twenty six. Yeah. Well, I can start with verse 23 to give us the context. All right. Verse 23, And when Jesus had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Oh, I'll start with verse 22. That gives a better context. Okay. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, okay? While he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain to himself, by himself, excuse me, to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So, brothers and sisters, the issue right here, is not one of doing the impossible, walking on the water. That's not the issue for Peter. That's not the object for Peter. That's not the goal of Peter, because we're going to continue reading on. So Jesus said, come. And Peter had come down out of the boat. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Christ himself is the issue for Peter. This is the eternal issue, my brothers and sisters. And in the heart being directed unto the eternal object, who is Christ himself, everything else is automatic. There is, therefore, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And that's the truth. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That is the truth. Unto what object is our heart submitted unto? Unto the eternal object who is Christ himself? Or unto some lesser object found below? The issue with Peter wasn't one of whether he would drown or not, or whether he would miraculously walk on water or not. No. The issue with Peter was to come unto Christ. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. This particular situation? On the water. But if it is you, command me to come to you this is wasn't this wasn't a jesus for something no as though jesus was the means to the means and the end the means for the end of peter walking on water no that's not the issue that's not what's going on here it was basically this peter believed that it was the lord therefore peter wanted to come to the lord his belief that it was the Lord, that the Lord was true, that the Lord was declaring whom he was, and that he was whom he declared he was. The issue was to come to him. And Peter did. Listen, by the ability of another. Else should I. With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. That's why I said for the the issue for the one who is not born again is to receive Christ the Son. The issue for the one who is born again is to know the one whom we have received, to know the one unto whom we have been brought the moment of new birth. All these realities that Paul is declaring, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There is a constant theme going on here, brothers and sisters, and the theme is basically this. It all revolves around Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God, Christ Jesus the Lord. You take Him out of the picture, all you're left with is condemnation. All you're left with is is dead in your sins. All you're left is with is in bondage to the law of sin and death. He, my brothers and sisters, He is everything. Everything. Nothing else is an issue. Nothing else is the issue. The eternal object of, of God, the eternal object Christ Himself. The Holy Spirit is faithful to lead, to guide unto this One. Before you are born again, and the Holy Spirit continues faithfully, faithful to lead and to guide unto this One. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed with the work of the Holy Spirit. Nothing has changed with God. Remember, If the thing, T-H-I-N-G, whatever it is, is of God, it is without doubt designed of God to direct the heart and bring the heart unto Christ his Son. This is, brothers and sisters, forever true. So, there you have it. We are dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We can indeed reckon the truth to be so, that we are uh, dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We can declare and agree that there is therefore now, not someday, but very now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And we can declare and confess the truth. For the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. When the spirit of God directs our heart unto the truth, my brothers and sisters, the confession will be, Paul was saying the truth. Paul was declaring the truth. Paul was declaring reality even when I didn't think it was true, when I hoped it was true, Paul was declaring reality steadfast because he saw it in the face of Jesus Christ, who is the truth, who does not change. It's kind of like those those people when they spoke of John the Baptist. You know what? John, he, he didn't do any miracle sign or wonder or anything like that, but, but, but I will say this about him everything that He told us about Jesus, everything He told us about Christ, everything He told us about the Messiah is true. So, may the Spirit of the Lord take what we've shared during these classes, take what we read in the Scriptures, take what we study in the Scriptures, take what we hear from other brothers and sisters declaring Christ, and use it to prepare the ground of our heart for God's will, for God's purpose. Amen. Amen. Lord bless. We'll see you in our next lesson. Amen.